Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. Well, now, you'll be as aware as I am uh, that we're living in days uh, where all over the world there is great unsettlement. Of course, Ukraine has been very much in, in the news. Although actually, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you have things start, you know, all of a sudden everything's in the public eye and then it seems it all quietens down. Does the conflict go away? No, no, it absolutely doesn't. And of course, Ukraine is not the only area in the world where there is conflict. Of course, we've seen Sudan, uh, we've seen Somalia, and of course, Afghanistan. Uh, well, one organisation that's very much at the heart of working with refugees, people who are coming to this country to escape all manner of evils, uh, are ICN, that's International Care uh, network. I'm joined by their chief executive, uh, Rebecca, uh, and by Rachel. Rachel, I, I've forgotten your job title because you did tell me before, but re- just refresh my memory. My job title is Community Support Manager. Exactly. So you're looking for all the folk out there who can lend support to the various people that you work with. You know? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rebecca, maybe uh, starting, starting with, give us a brief overview about... The, what ICN, what's, what's at the core of what of what you guys do? Mm, absolutely. So ICN is a, a Christian charity that's been going for nearly 25 years now. And at the very core, um, our mission, our aim is to support refugees and asylum seekers to settle well in the local area. So when they're starting their new life here, we just want to be on hand beside them to help them settle in and navigate all of the challenges that they may face. And of course, that settling can be everything from learning learning English language because I guess a lot of people come here and they certainly English is not the first language. That's absolutely right and that's actually how ICM began. It recognised the need that these guys needed to learn English to be able to navigate their new lives. So that's how it started and then it's grown to all sorts of type of support. Now you heard me saying in my introduction there that, that like Ukraine that there are countries and conflicts that all of a sudden all over our television screens on our newspapers and we're all very much aware of need. Mm. But of course uh, they're not always on, 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 on the headlines. That's right. And you have a broad range of people that you work with from a broad range of countries. That's exactly right. And that's something we're always trying to inform people that, yes, we've got the headlines. We know about Ukraine. We know about Afghanistan. And, and we, we're doing lots to support those people. But, yeah, we have people from all over Somalia, Iran, Iraq, Sudan, like you said, Syria, if you remember the headlines years back. So it, there is so many different countries represented and so many refugees here in the area who, who do need our support. Now, what are the main challenges that come your way? I mean, there'll be, be lots of them, but what are, the, what are the top ones? I'd say the main challenges that refugees face, definitely English, as you've uh, already said, uh, housing. So finding suitable, affordable housing. We all know there's a bit of a crisis at the moment, which makes it very, very difficult. Um, accessing the right benefits, trying to understand the system, money, bank account, uh, health care, all of those things that can be tricky for us to get our heads around. Um, but when you've got cultural differences and language barriers, they're extra difficult. And then there's this other little thing called leave to remain, mm-hmm. uh, which is the process that they have to go through with a home office. Exactly. And that, I mean, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, Rachel, you were telling me that these sorts of things can go on for five years, was it you said? Mm. Yes, so those who arrive and seek asylum, they have there's no acknowledgement that it could take up to five years, but it can, and no one will know during the process they will have no indication 
of how much further they have to go. So it can be really hard on people's mental health. Mm. So you're talking about stress for five years, really, and people Mm. really not knowing whether they're able to stay. Yeah, it's a horrible position to be in, living in limbo and just having your sort of fate determined for you. And and that's especially where we think it's a very important time that we can come alongside and just help where we can. Now, obviously, we have a new prime minister as of today. Yes. But (laughs) everybody will be aware of the political turmoil that's been heading the United Kingdom. Mm. Have... Has your work suffered as a result of that? It's been really interesting. I wouldn't say it's suffered. I think we really benefit from a fantastic local community who generally really want to welcome and open their arms and their doors to refugees. So we concentrate on that and we just make sure we're, we're pushing that positive narrative that refugees are welcome. Now, I know with you, Ukrainian refugees, um, there was support given. I think it was for an initial six months for those who were opening up their homes. Uh, yeah. Yes, six to 12 months. Six to 12 months. Has that, has that been reviewed? Uh, no. So that's just going along as it's going along. And we're really encouraging local hosts to continue to open their doors for a little bit longer to help Ukrainians get on their feet. Because it takes time, doesn't it, to get mm. yourself settled, to find a job, to sort out all your financial situation, your kids in school. So the spirit of the scheme really was asking for six to 12 months. And we're, we're working with the council to try and see if people can, can go beyond that. Uh, and I know partnership mm. work uh, is right at the heart of what you guys do you've already mentioned bcp council but of course you've got a whole host of unsung heroes who have opened up their home uh well in fact richard you this is what you do isn't it you 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 work in the field of partnership so where is that partnership who else is involved I'd say, um, you know, we work with a lot of really amazing, compassionate landlords as well. So those Mm. who are in their own privately rented accommodation, um, mostly Afghan and Syrian families who are in accommodation that has been made available by compassionate landlords who are willing to rent at lower than market rate because they see that there's a need for that. And we definitely couldn't do what we do without them. They're amazing. And obviously our volunteers also we couldn't do what we do without them now when people step forward to volunteer or to help or to open up their homes mm-hmm. or even the private landlords you know here who are uh, who are disposed and kind uh, towards people uh, from different nationalities and countries uh, do you support them well we try to yes yes absolutely you know we are there with our cultural experience we rebecca and i both have a, a bit of a background in in trauma and the effects that that can have on individuals so we're there to help facilitate those conversations and interactions between people coming here with a completely different background culture and coming with an incredible load of trauma um, because that can really affect the way they behave and interact with others through no particular fault of their own and um, one of the things that we enjoy being able to do is offer that training and advice and expertise just to help both parties understand the other where they're coming from and just ease that relationship a little bit to make it last longer. Now, of course, that trauma is impacting people who are professional mm-hmm. or maybe young people or, yep. e- or even children, you know, yeah. and, and so on. So obviously there's a broad range uh, of need. A lot of lives being being mm. impacted. Uh, where, where do you begin to begin to challenge and, and even to understand uh, the, the huge uh, amount of trauma that, that mm. folk are having to go through? It's a real challenge. And I think one of the things we try to do is to make sure that their physical needs are met. 
So to make sure that they are in a safe environment where they know that their housing is secure, that their finances are so stable. Stability. That yeah. stability, um, I think, is the key starting point. It doesn't start to address what has happened, but without that stability, they can't start to address what's yeah. happened in the past. And um, we have to be careful not to try and go in too hard on the um, trauma healing, mental health interventions before they're ready to address those things. Would I you agree? completely agree. You're absolutely right. It's getting those essential um, things in place. And that is our experience of supporting refugees for 25 years, that they want to get all of those things lined up completely understandably. And only then when there's a sense of safety and belonging, can they start to explore the emotional side that goes with it. Now, you've already said about the kind hearts and the goodness of ordinary people. But of course, we've also seen the opposite. You know, we've seen these people are coming to our country, etc, yeah. etc. Et you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, as like everything else, you know, uh, there is exploitation. There are people who come illegally into the country and yep. so on. We, we, we know it. But d- does that neg- uh, sort of impact your work negatively to a high degree or not so much? Not so much. So we, we really encourage that actually, yes, we do hear those things, but they're few and far between. The the voices of those who want to welcome are far louder in, in our experience, which is really, really encouraging. And encouraging for, you know, for what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's never been such a sense of, you know, ICN is meant to be here. And, you know, big shout out to all the other smaller and uh, bigger organisations in the area who are looking to support. It's all of us together. There's such a need. We all need to work together to be able to help these individuals. But yeah, we are encouraged by the fact that that's, there's a lot going on in this area. Mm. Um, a lot of kind hearted people who do understand the need and, and why these people are being uh, having to flee. This is Hope FM. Well, my very special guests from International Care Network uh, are Rebecca Fell, who's the Chief Executive of the organisation, and Rachel Sawyers, who's the Partnership uh, uh, Manager, Project Worker. And community Support Manager. <laughs> Close. I, you know, I'm going to get this Close. right eventually. Close. I'm Community <laughs> Support Manager. Absolutely. Both both very key in the organisation. Now, you've been recruiting and, uh, and you've managed to recruit one post. <sighs> and, and in fact, I originally said you only had too, but you'd be pleased to know, folks, there are still two jobs going. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, so who's going to tell me? First of all, the, the first job is refugee resettlement support worker. Yes, so, that's so what right. You, what sort of person are you looking for? We are looking for someone who has some experience working with vulnerable people, um, ideally vulnerable families, so adults and children. Um, someone who has experience of support work in navigating the healthcare system, the benefit system. So this position is going to be a joint working position with a team at BCP Council, um, supporting mainly Ukrainian families, um, those with perhaps some complex needs, but also perhaps doing some work with some of our Syrian and Afghan families every now and then. So it's going to be a really varied job. I think it's safe to say no one day is going to look the same as the next, which is always exciting. Um, And it'll be a really comprehensive support role. So trying to support individuals and families with a wide range of needs, kind of holistically, education, healthcare, benefits, finances, all of that. So it's really interesting and stimulating, I think. And I suppose that even though there probably aren't people who have those experiences Mm. because we're in somewhat unique times, aren't we, Uh, really? But transferable skills... Yeah, transferable skills. So, I mean, 
compassion, empathy, those I think are really important, the ability to get alongside people where they are, um, relate well to them in whatever stage they're at, whether whether they're coming, you know, with trauma um, or whether they've got health needs, etc. Um, as well as, you know, punctuality, IT skills, all of those things that a lot of employers are looking for. Of course, <laughs> basic intelligence. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> uh, mind you, it is an interesting employable market out there because we, because we've got pretty much full employment, haven't we? Uh, e- even though, of course, we're facing all these economic mm. uh, challenges. Has that made it really difficult for you guys to recruit? We have found some challenges recently. We're not getting the volume of applicants that we would get um, previously or have done for some posts. But I think God's always been faithful and um, brought the right people to us at the right time. And, And so we do have faith and we can trust in him for that. But having said that, do feel free to apply. Now, obviously, ICN is a, is a faith-based, a Christian-based organisation. Do the people who apply have to themselves be Christians, be, have that faith? Yeah. We ask that people who apply are compassionate towards the Christian ethos and the values that we have as a charity. So as long as they don't work against it. Exactly. They're working with us and are compassionate towards those values, then we welcome all applications. So, folks, if you mm. wouldn't call yourself a Christian, you're not quite there yet, you're not exclusive. <laughs> You'd be pleased to know, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so obviously, when somebody joins an organisation, because this work is so specific and focused, is there an induction a, a programme, a training programme? Absolutely, mm. yeah. There's quite an intense induction and uh, training programme uh, in that probationary period. So it's a very vulnerable people group we're working with. So we've got to ensure that it's the right person that we're bringing into the fold, but also vice versa, gives them an opportunity to see if, if ICN is the right organisation for them for too. Them. And if somebody, you know, wanted to have a chat with you before mm. they made the decision to apply, can they do that? Of course, yeah. absolutely. And all the details are on our website and the right name and number to call to have a chat is on there too. Yeah, and we'll give you that website in, ju- in, in just a moment. Now, that's job number one. Yep. Uh, but, uh, Rebecca, you yep. want to tell us about job number two? Absolutely. We've got a very exciting opportunity that's going to go live as of this afternoon. So you are hearing first about it. We are also looking for a... SCSA, which means Separated Children Seeking Asylum, Residential Support Worker or or a Couple. So we have a new arrivals house, a house where young people who have been separated from their families and they're seeking asylum here can come uh, when they're newly arrived. So we have a home uh, kind of environment where we're looking for a person or a couple, as I said, to live in that house and be residential support workers. So it's a very unique opportunity we're looking for somebody who is caring loving understands what a family home is but also has those support work um, skills that we've just mentioned with Rachel and I suppose they, they'll also be working very closely with BCP council won't they? that's right very very closely with the council and other stakeholders in the community so somebody that's got experience of liaising professionally with the local authority for example but also has that kindness that tenderness to be able to sort of create a love family environment for these young people to settle in after the things that they've been through the journey that they've been on they just need a stable loving environment and because it's a residential post of course and i mean it's heart and soul isn't it it is it's all in you're yeah. not going to escape folks that's <laughs> right so we, there's a certain kind of 
of you know breed of person that can do this um and we've had an absolutely amazing couple and family in the house so far and they're they're moving on um so we're looking for the same sort of thing somebody that just gets that all in like you say can really just create that environment that's welcoming and loving for these young people they really need it so uh Either of those jobs uh, uh, sparks a, oh, I must check that out. Oh, or maybe even more than that, you're saying, that's my job. I, <laughs> it could be me they're talking about. Uh, you want to check that website. And tell us the website. www.icn.org.uk. So that's that easy. www.icn.org.uk. But I guess if you just put ICN Bournemouth, yep. it'll, it's going to come up here. Absolutely. And, and then on the website, is there a, is there a vacancy sort of drop down? Absolutely. Thing? You can then select to uh, work with us, and the, the vacancies are all listed there. And all the information and who you can contact and how you can apply is on there. Now, of course, you're, you're Joining an organisation, uh, if you're successful with your application, uh, of, of many, many years uh, experience. And we've already talked about trauma. I know that you've got a, an appeal out at the moment for your new mental health uh, project. How, how's that going? We are about, we're just over halfway. So we're really, we're really thrilled. Um, so we're aiming to raise £15,000 and we are just over 6000 And that is to hire a mental health professional to work in our team and to pilot a new piece of work, um, which as yet is fairly unwritten. But we're looking to address the mental health needs of our client base in a greater way than we've been able to before. So it's, a, so it's a pioneering job in in, 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 in a sense. Mm. Not great. So there may be another job a wee bit further down That's the line. That's right, yeah. But we need the money first. You need the money we first do. of all. We do. We, do you know what? We need probably another £4,000 to get started. We could get started before raising the full amount. So another £4,000. If you're thinking about that this morning over breakfast, you know where to find <laughs> us. And maybe if your premium bond came up. you know, That's I, right. I, I said that once. You know, I said to yeah. my wife, our troubles will be overwhelmed by the number comes you know the next day it did, it did. wow you know are your was. troubles over <laughs> it was only a hundred pounds oh well, everybody counts but it was almost as I felt God saying well listen here it's not beyond the realms of possibility that's mate. right because you know right. the other people who are praying for God you know that they would win the lottery yeah and God said <laughs> we would help if you bought a ticket yes <laughs> exactly you've got to do something <laughs> yeah absolutely although having said that I mean obviously the six thousand you you've already got is a sign mm. of people's support and generosity absolutely yeah Fantastic. We're so we are. There's such a need for mental health support. The the services are overwhelmed at the moment. And then when you take a, um, a refugee that's got layers of trauma and different barriers with language, we just realise we need to potentially develop a little bit of a niche provision. Um, and there is such a need. So we're so grateful for everyone who's donated so far. And I suppose that the closer you are to people, the greater uh, the need you're going to see mm. and, re- and realise. And of course, like all voluntary organisations, that sets you a challenge, doesn't it? But I'm glad that ICN rise to the challenge. And uh, well, is it 20 years you said you've been going? Nearly 25. Oh, well, you see, so you must be doing something right. I think so. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> Rachel, Rebecca, thank you so much for for joining Thank me this morning you. and remember, remember to check out uh, that uh, website uh, www.icn.org.uk uh, dot 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 This is Hope FM